This episode of the Power Bros Movie Reviews is brought to you by Fearless Wandering Productions and our supporters at Patreon.com. Did you know that patrons of the Power Bros Movie Reviews get access to a weekly patron-only bonus show called Movie Chronicles with the Power Bros? They also get early access to our main show. Join today on Patreon.com for these benefits and more. And now, on with the show. A world infested with vampires, and not the sweet kind you'd see in Twilight. No, these are life-sucking vampires. Killers without end. Who can stop them but a warped version of themselves? A half-breed, a daywalker. But can he do it? Can he stand up to an army of vampires all by himself? Can one hero really save the day? Listen in as we review the movie of the next Marvel hero, Blade. Welcome to the Powell Bros Movie Reviews. We're here, another week, another movie. My name is Trent Powell. And I am here, as always, with my co-host, Tobiah Powell. Tobiah, how are you doing? I'm doing good. Uh, Ready to dive into this one. We are doing a movie that's pretty different from everything else we've been doing. Yeah, we're out of a lot of the X-Men movies. I mean, okay, our next movie (laughs) is an X-Men movie, but we're out of a very different phase of movies and into kind of a new era. So yeah, it's uh excited for this movie, yeah. Yeah, totally. Yeah, so Tobias, what movie are we doing? We are reviewing Blade, the first Blade. movie in the, tr- the trilogy. Um this is uh nineteen ninety eight, I think is what we thought it is. Yep. <laughs> um right. yeah. Late nineties. You guys are listening to this on Valentine's Day, so happy Valentine's yep. Day. Happy Valentine's well, Day. This is coming out on Valentine's Day. I don't know if you guys are all listening to it on Valentine's Day, but yeah. happy Valentine's Day. Hope you very fitting movie. Watch this Day. very bloody, uh, <laughs> gory movie for Valentine's Day. You know the modern day vampire. You know you got Twilight and Vampire Diaries. You know kind of very romantic and you know, tragic love. <laughs> This one, not so much. Um, this one's more uh, traditional vampire, sort of, but the modern spin. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, but anyways. Yeah. yeah which, well, it's interesting about this movie, this movie is that I just kind of realized this is there's no really good vampires, um, which we could talk more about in a little bit. But, you know, with, you know, with Twilight and Vampire Diaries, you have good vampires, you have bad vampires. But vampire in general, like historically, has always been bad it's it's they're evil they're they're um they're they're the villains the bad guys you know and you have a twist on that with blade because he's kind of part vampire but he is also part human and he doesn't have all the the weaknesses of a vampire mm-hmm. but he has the strengths of it and he's able to then t- um kill and, and take out those that are vampires um, yeah so, anyway well, he yeah well that's an interesting part of the plot actually is because he mm-hmm he's throughout the movie he's trying to suppress his vampire desires and he sees yeah his vampire nature and he sees all these vampires as evil and he's trying to get this serum to to uh completely uh because he has the desire to suck blood and it if he doesn't take the serum he that desire becomes too strong and then he has to act on it 
And yep. so he's trying like to, yeah, he's trying to make himself not a vampire and um because they but while he has evil. this ability these abilities he's mm-hmm. using them for good to you know take out all the vampires that there are because at this point in this world like vampires have roamed the earth for forever and mm-hmm. you know for all of history and now they've kind of they're kind of underground but they're taking over slowly taking over the world and and whatnot for sure so. interesting so yeah. So yeah, um, yeah. This movie, um, a lot of people don't really talk about it when it as when like um, superhero movies come up. This was you know late '90s. You know, it was before the big wave of of Marvel movies with you know you have X Men, Spider Man, Fantastic Four. It kind of early two thousand, all these early two thousands movies coming out. Um, this one was like the well, the, if you include the Punisher '89, this is the third theatrical release um for marvel um even though um even though marvel studios didn't put it out as we've talked about in previous episodes you know this was a blade was part of a package deal that marvel sold to new line cinema um in order for them to do what they want with the character and and so what they did was they made three movies and a whole trilogy um but yeah this was kind of this one's not talked about very much um Mm -hmm. when you you know in conversations people also forget this is like you know, one of the, f- well, I guess was Punisher, eighty nine rated R, didn't even have a rating. Uh, I don't know if it had a American rating. I don't think yeah, it, it would have been rated R. It would have been rated R, yeah. But this yeah. one, you know, rated R superhero movie, which you know, when when rated R superhero movies come up, you're usually talking about um, the Joker and Logan. Um, just think about and Deadpool, you know, modern day mm-hmm. movies. But uh, but this one kind of did it before all those, and uh, and yeah, it definitely you know, comes off as pretty. You know, it's written. It's definitely rated R, mostly for language and violence mm-hmm. and gore and blood and whatnot. And so, yeah, and it was uh, uh, yeah, interesting that you know it's not talked about much, but you know it's there and it exists, and yeah. <laughs> so, anyways, yeah. To to buy what what was your first initial thoughts of this movie? Man, uh, there there was a lot of things I liked about it. I this has been a lot better than a lot of the other movies we've watched. Um, the plot had very um, it had some issues, but it had a lot of clear. Uh, it had a clear path. We we knew what the villain, what the hero wanted. We knew what the villain wanted. We knew uh, the motivations of everybody. So we, we we were able to sit there and root for the hero, uh, you know, be angry at the villain with the, uh, you know, as an audience. And you can really get, you can really dive into it a lot more when you actually know who's doing what, what the hero wants, what his struggles are, all these things that a lot of these other movies just were leaving out. And we just didn't have these, these connections and yeah 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 pretty similar to me um i i had recently seen this movie probably a year ago or so actually i might have watched it last halloween so it might be more recent maybe anyways um so i i i had i had i knew what i I knew what to expect going into it and i'd say my expectations were pretty high and they didn't they weren't really met um after i watched it because i thought i just went 
went into this movie a little more critically than I have in the past. Mm-hmm. It um, it it's a very f- fun action movie. I would say, like, I mean, it's you know, Blade, you know, killing vampires. Like, it's you know, great action. You know, it's typical nineties nineties action, but well done. I'd say, and um, it's a it's a very it's I'd say it's a fun superhero movie for the most part. Definitely darker toned. Um, you know, a lot more a little more violence than other superhero movies. Uh, but yeah, I, I had, so I had high expectations weren't necessarily met. Cause I, I think the, like I said, the plot though, good and, and better than a lot of the movies we've seen recently, I'd say the plot was lacking in some places, especially the first two acts. There was just a, there was not a whole lot really driving the plot except for just blade wanting to kill vampires and the, and then things happening to him as a habit, as that, as he is doing that, like his plans aren't very mm-hmm. clear. You know, you bring in the the female protagonist, and then she's you know she has to be rescued by Blade, and you know she she gets bit by the vampire, but he you know he tries to save her, which does help you know us get to know his character a little more because he's willing to sacrifice himself and and do what was necessary in order to try to save this woman. Um, and then but then she comes in and joins him in, in the plot and comes alongside him um, throughout the movie, especially as she's like about she's kind of turning. Um, but she, so she, she drives the plot a good amount. Uh, I'd say the, the villain side of it was well done, um, because he had very clear motivations. We knew what he was trying to accomplish. Um, he, uh, he, his plan was pretty much for the most part laid out pretty clearly. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, and he's the one that finds blade. So it's not blade even finding him because it takes, I think it takes a little bit for blade to even find out who he's looking, who really he's really looking for. Uh, or find out that Frost has kind of been leading these rebel vampires um, that have kind of yeah. been going against the the council. Um, yeah, with uh, Blade, you for most of maybe the first uh, I don't know half or or first act, he he's so he we don't know he doesn't have like an end goal. He doesn't have like a a plan. He doesn't have a plan to take down vampires altogether. It's just kind of, he's just running and gunning it and killing any vampires that he finds um, until, until he meets the girl. And then eventually we kind of, he, he, he ends up getting a meeting or, or the, the villain arranges a meeting so that he meets up with, because the villain knows about blade because he's out there killing a bunch of his guys. And so he arranges it so that he can meet um, blade and or or uh i don't know if he arranges it but somehow he meets blade and mm-hmm. and then blade as soon as he meets him he re- realizes like okay this is the top guy this is the the yeah, this guy's a he's a leader and he's crazy because we can see how crazy he is and blade sees how crazy he is he's like okay i gotta kill this guy and then he What's eventually first... finds out that his he's the one that you know, supposedly killed his mom oh you know, yeah, yeah turned into a vampire pretty much yeah um so he's really the one that blade's been after all along and eventually figures that out and, yeah and tries to stop him yeah yeah the villain i think worked really well um mm-hmm. his motivation like you said was always clear uh one of the first things yeah. he said is that like humans are his food and that or that they should be worshiping vampires not vampires hiding from humans those are like yeah. a few things that he said right away and it's like okay, yeah, we see that this guy's clearly evil. He hates humans, and he just sees them as food. And 
And then kind of on the contrary, when we see Blade, we see him rescuing a girl. Uh, well, I mean, the very first scene, he slaughters a ton of vampires uh, at yeah. the... <laughs> Right. At the the I don't know the what, club the scene blood uh, yeah. party or whatever it was called, um, yeah. But after that, uh, man, was was it very long after that that he met the girl? Not a whole. Lot oh yeah, it's right after that because longer. it's one of the guys that he killed at that party that was at the morgue or at the hospital. Right. Well, yeah. So the, and that's where he meets her. The second antagonist, you know, um, is is kind of Frost's second-hand man yeah or whatever I, I can't remember his name um but he's the guy from from the gotham tv show he's gordon's partner in that movie in that show um that's all that's the only thing i know him from uh he was well, he got burnt you know he, uh, so blade caught him on fire and then mm-hmm. you know he goes to the morgue and gets sent to the morgue and then she's you know she works in the morgue and um, and she's checking on this body, he finds out like, oh, he's like still alive. And so then he wakes up and then he bites her ex-boyfriend or whatever. Who's uh, also which, her co-worker. Who's her co-worker, which eventually find out we turned it, he turned him into a, a vampire zombie or something. It was weird. I, I didn't yeah, that really get that. Yeah, that was weird. <laughs> yeah, that was kind of, yeah, didn't really do much of the story. I mean, I mean, like, okay, we kind of learned a little bit about her background and character, but it doesn't yeah. really do much. It like didn't go anywhere. He's like, oh, he's yeah. back, and then we, she has to kill him again, or I guess actually kill him. Yeah. <sighs> Anyways, um, but then we kind of yeah, get so, into it, like that's where the the story drives to where he ends up meeting the main bad guy, and because yep. um, she helps him just with, I mean, with his issues of of trying to not be trying a vampire, yeah, with the serum and stuff, right? So yeah, he like one thing that was interesting is he had so many opportunities to kill that guy. Like the guy that he caught in fire and yeah. that, you know, was throughout the movie, like so many times where he could have easily killed him, but for some reason he doesn't. And, but yeah, that's whatever. Yeah. The plot had some issues. Um, I say the third act was, was decent though. Even like from the villain standpoint, I feel like there's just a lot that was going on throughout the movie. They're like you're trying, you're learning about this blood god that he's trying to resurrect or conjure or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and you have to have a certain amount of people that are part of the council all in the right place at the right on the right day, and then you have to have a day seeker, you know, who's which is Blade. You have to have his blood, and order and in order for them to conjure up this god, and then and then the god comes, and, you know takes a t- finds a host which ends up being frost and and then they and then you have the final fight at the end but i mean i mean from a story standpoint yeah okay once you get third act i get you know you kind of understand what's going on it's just mm-hmm. it's a lot happening but you know and you have yeah. blade you have blade who's he almost turn he almost turns completely or he you know dies because he the, you know he he's not he's not able to get his serum or his or his uh, yeah his the blood the, the blood um yeah. that he always takes or whatever anyways so so yeah I, I don't know do you have anything else to say as it pertains to the plot well the part where it kind of they kind of lose me is with um when blade's mom comes back it totally. uh it was just so pointless right she she just did not need to come back to life i mean come back to life i don't know 
she was alive the whole time, but Blade just didn't know and didn't know. Yeah, she's supposed to be dead. It kind of ruins his motivations because he has this motivation because his mom died. Not only does she come back, but he ends up killing her, and it 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 kind of seemed like they tried to make it like some sort of closure thing for him, but. Mm-hmm. But his motivation came from, like, his mom dying. And the reason he kills her is because she chooses to the vampire life. And he's, you know, he he kills vampires. So he had to kill her. And And she she kind of betrays him. Yeah, she kind of betrays him. She would have just been another another vampire that he would have had to dealt with. And so he just kills her. But that whole story just kind of felt hollow. Yeah. There was nothing... uh, of 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 substance in that and it just it just felt pointless as far as like the main plot goes it didn't affect it at all and and it just kind of distracts you and there's just lots of things like that throughout this movie that just little things like that just weren't really necessary just other subplots that just kind of uh distract you from the main plot really I mean, we haven't even talked about uh, Whistler. Like, he's one of the main characters, and I, I really like his character. You know, he's a great um, um, sidekick, I guess, to Blade. Um, same mm-hmm. motivations, you know, same uh, kind of heroism. And um, right, uh, his death was it really necessary? I mean, it kind of, it kind of. Uh, it kind of gives Blade motivation, I guess, and yeah, um, I think so. And kind of pushes him, and it kind of helps us learn more about Blade's character as well, because you see that he actually cares about this person because mm. he's pretty kind of cynical and like um, very stern throughout the movie. You know, it's kind of hard to really read him. He's just he wants to kill vampires. Um, there's a few you get a few glimpses into you know, kind of more you know kind of him under you know beneath the skin you know trying to kind of see who he is throughout the movie like with the girl and him willing to save her but even then he's still kind of like a little bit kind of cold towards her in some ways like he sends mm-hmm. her off and actually uses her as bait at the beginning mm-hmm. um, but the, but when it comes to uh what, what you said yeah his name's whistler i know his yeah. first name's abraham abraham whistler yeah okay. um yeah he uh yeah, so like you kind of get to see like oh he actually cares about this person. He's kind of like a father figure, mentor figure to him, um, mm-hmm. who's been by his side through all this, and mm-hmm. and and yeah, and then he you know he he gets killed by vampires. Um, so that that for, that 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 uh compel um propels him forward as he continues to take down wants to take as he seeks to take down Frost. And mm-hmm. I think that helped a little bit with the plot. Because once you bring the mother into it, it kind of changes motivations and kind of gets a little confusing. But but then you know it's okay. Well, he also has his father figure that um, that was taken from him. That's you know. So he's at the point where he's like he's lost everything. He's lost his he's lost you know Whistler. He's lost his mother. Um, you know he he's about to lose you know himself. Um, you know as he's you know turning. Um, but then he's, you know, he's he's saved by the girl, and he's when he sucks her blood, and then he's able to move on, go on, and then you know, be able to get back to his normal self, um, but not fully turned into a vampire. Um, so, 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 anyways, yeah, that, I think that was helpful for the story and for the plot to move forward. Um, 
though maybe not at know, the best time in the movie. Maybe it could have happened later, a little bit later on, possibly. Yeah, but yeah, I, I agree. Enough. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't completely pointless, and um, mm-hmm. uh, I really liked Whistler's character. I thought he was great. Um, Definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think that's probably a. I mean, before we get and I guess we can get into the character development um mm-hmm. kind of what i saw was that um kind of like a lack of de- he had like a lack of identity mm-hmm. he's and he struggles with the fact that he's uh suppressing his desires for the thirst of human blood um right. and how he's trying not to be a vampire right yeah he's but trying he al- not to become the very thing that he hates yeah and he but he also at the same time doesn't see himself as human and he, uh, like, he knows he's not human, and he kind of sees himself as separate from that, and so he kind of, like, it just kind of feels like he has a lack of identity, and his only, like, he feels like his only purpose is to kill vampires, and that's just what he was born to do. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I guess that kind of is an identity, but... Uh, yeah, because he had, he had one interesting like a line in the movie. Identity. Yeah, yeah, kind of shallow. Like, there wasn't one line in the movie that stood out to me where he basically said, yeah, talking about that that desire for revenge, uh, he, he said, um, every, pretty much every time that I, I kill one of them, I, I gain more life back, or I, I, I feel more alive, you know, for, yeah. feel like more like, like, you know. Who, like myself, I guess, or or that that life that no that, that life that he lost when he was born, you know, when his mom was became, you know, was taken mm-hmm. her life was taken from her by the vampire, and then he got this v- vampire powers. Like, you feel like every time that he kills another vampire, takes revenge, you know, and gets revenge, he feels more alive. Which you know is like you know interesting. That's one theme that we see throughout the movie is his desire for revenge, and like we we talked about it in Punisher a little bit, and um, you know in other movies that we've seen, like you know one thing that drives characters often is revenge, even in real life stories. And and when you're doing talking about it in the context of a vampire movie, it is interesting because you know, vampires what they do is they take the life of of another um, in order to be satisfied, in order to satisfy their thirst. But they're never filled. They they always need more. They always have to kill more. They have to get more blood. They have to take more life. And it only they still are left empty and always desiring more, more, more. Um, and 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 same thing with revenge. Like someone's desire for revenge. Like you can keep on feeding that desire, keep on taking life, keep on killing. And even when you get that final revenge, when you know even he kills Frost, like it's it, it's still not really satisfied. It's never, mm-hmm. you know, that, that desire, you know, is never fulfilled. Um, there's a reason, there's reasons for that. Um, one being the fact that um, vengeance isn't really ours to take. It, it you know, uh, vengeance belongs to the Lord. Um, it belongs to God. And he is the one that has the right to do what is just um, and to do, um, to to bring about judgment upon upon the disobedience, upon the unrighteous. Um, it's not our it's not our job to take that into our own hands, and yet we mm-hmm. often do. We desire to, and and you know stories like this show that it's like it never fully satisfies. You look at um, one of the most classic uh, revenge stories ever written was the Count of Monte Cristo, 
Um, it's one of my favorite stories. Um, but you know, his desire for revenge is never satisfied, even in the end after he gets revenge. And you kind of see that in his care in, in, in this throughout the story. It's like, it's never enough. It's never enough. Um, but it tells us something about who we are as characters, who we are as people. And, and then, you know, as we get to, we watch, we have, when we, you know, read or, or watch movies, you know, and, and, um, follow these stories, you know, we get to kind of see that uh, on full display, especially when it comes to movies like this, when it, especially as it relates to vampires and whatnot. So it's just interesting yeah. to see that, um, you know, he was never fully satisfied. And so, you know, in, in the end, you know, he kind of, he kind of finds an identity in that he knows that he, though he, he still wants to find the serum. He wants to be made new. He wants to become human again. He, while, while that's not possible now, he's going to keep on or until that's not, until he's able to do that, he's going to keep on, you know, um, killing these vampires and, and, you know, pretty much killing the undead, um, and Mm -hmm. take, and, you know, ridding the world of them. Which, in a sense, is a noble cause in that he is, you know, he's like these aren't these are undead people. Like the they they are not alive. They're not human. So it's a little bit different. They're like you know it's you know, he's hunting for demons. He's you know hunting for zombies, uh, hunting for vampires, and and take raiding the world of them in in order to save those that do have life. In order to protect those to protect the good and the beautiful um, in the world. And so. Mm-hmm. So in a sense, it is noble. It, it is somewhat noble for him to continue to do that because he's been given these abilities. Um, you know, with great power comes great responsibility. Um, hmm. He he has this ability because he, you know, what's interesting about about Blade is that he has all the strengths of a vampire, but he doesn't have all its weaknesses. And so it's it's a unique gift. So like he is so like garlic and silver don't affect him. Um, and then and of course he doesn't have to feed on humans. He's, he's you know he's able to take this this other kind of serum or whatever in order to continue to stay alive. But it's not enough, of course, as we see. And so he's, he has to fight. He's struggling with that throughout the movie. But mm-hmm. anyways, cause like the movie ends kind of in the same place it, t- it starts, but I think he's kind of realize he's realizing his purpose um, more by the end. Um, so it's mm-hmm. more than just, I need to kill vampires. It's like, no, I need, I need to protect that, which is good. I know because we also see a little more of his character when that, that little girl when Fro- when he meets frost in the park and that little he has that little girl it's like he he feels for her he wants to save her he wants to protect her and he does yeah. um so kind of learning a little more about him, about him protecting the oh, he, willingness and desire to protect the innocent when vampires they want to take the innocence they want to kill innocence or kill the innocent um and take the innocence from people from people um mm-hmm. so so you see a contrast between him and and the villains, vampires. Yeah, for sure. Well, I want to just uh, put a little plug in here for our listeners. Um, we do uh, appreciate your support and your uh, willingness to listen and your huh, hopefully desire to listen. Um, we, mm-hmm. uh, we love making these reviews, and if you... Uh, want to listen to some more we do have a patreon uh you can uh find uh the link in the show notes for that we we do uh typically we talk about the stan lee cameo or the uncredit scenes um if if they are in the movies and that'll be a little more common after this movie um yeah if you want to 
uh, head over there and uh, give us some support and uh, uh, help us to continue to make these reviews. We also have a couple of mini reviews over there. So if you want to listen to those too, you can uh, subscribe and we have the link in the show notes. Um, but yeah. All right. So I want to, we can uh, maybe talk about the dark night of the soul. Oh yeah. Let's do that. Cause we're kind of at that, that spot. Um, I, uh, so this, this one had a pretty good dark night of the soul and it dark night of the soul and it was pretty long. I mean, that's kind of, kind of fit with this movie. There was a lot of, a lot of how this structure was, was long, um, mm-hmm. was when blade become, he was like becoming, uh, is when he was without his serum for a long time. So he's becoming more vampire than human and right. he's, uh, being held hostage by the vampires and, um, and then the the uh, frost he's he's succeeding in and becoming the he's 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 doing the ritual and stuff and then he becomes or the he summons the god or whatever would you say would you agree with that yeah yeah totally i'd say that that was pretty decent dark knight of the soul um yeah however like i don't know maybe you can maybe give a little more clarity for me on this but like I would say there wasn't much that he needed to overcome as far as his character. Like it wasn't, there wasn't any flaws really in himself. It was just his limitations as the vampire. And I mean, I think we kind of talked about him finding his identity um, and struggling with, with who he is. Um, So maybe that's becomes a little more clear. It's like, he doesn't want to become a vampire. He wants to um, be human, but he's also knows he has his powers and he wants to use them um, to save and help others. But I don't know, like, I, I feel like, because even his art, like, does he have much of a character arc throughout the sh- the movie? I, I don't know, like, because right. um, it's more of just him struggling with the physical limitations that he does have, which is fine. Um, like, mm-hmm. there's a story to be told there, and, and I think it was well told from that end, but he didn't have, like, so I'd say, like, you know, we often say, like, we, he, you know, the hero needs something to repent of. He needs something to, um, that he needs to learn, a lesson to learn. Um, and he specifically should learn that during the Dark Knight of the Soul. Um, mm-hmm. I don't yeah, do, so, was there anything? Well, so in the scene when he's being held hostage, he's being held hostage by his mom. And yep. so he, when he ends up getting loose, it was almost like when he killed her, that was like his, his time. And it's like, it kind of ties into with that identity thing. Like he's, he's, you know, choosing to be the guy that kills vampires. Like that's who he is. He just kills vampires. Um, maybe that's what it was. Or yeah, I mean, there was a lot of physical things that he had to overcome. Yeah. And the biggest things were like his identity and his motivations for what he was doing because a lot of it was stemmed from what his what happened to his mom and her getting killed so it could have been like that he him killing her and and you know breaking free was him saying like you know i'm not doing this because of my past i'm doing it because it's right Mm -hmm. um I mean, you can might have to dig a little deep to find that, but <laughs> it could be what it yeah. was. Yeah, no, I get that. Yeah, because yeah. yeah, the thing about him is like, 
I think like Wesley Snipes did a great job. Like if we want to talk about acting, like he did a great job at his character. There were just a couple of moments where like he, I feel like you didn't really know what kind of care, like really, uh, like at some points he's very stoic, very um, stern and um, kind of cold. Um, other times he's like cracking jokes, uh, which kind of mm-hmm. like, uh, it doesn't do it that much. There was just a couple of times in the movie where he just kind of makes like a snarky remark or something. And it mm-hmm. like, seemed a little bit out of character as far as like what they were going for. Um, so I, wa- I just wonder like if Wesley Snipes even really knew like exactly what kind of character he was portraying uh, right so much. yeah I, don't know. I feel like his character a lot of times was or his acting maybe i don't know it was just very it was a little too i don't know dramatic i guess like his mm. his seriousness was a little too dramatic yeah i feel like there's times where he uh yeah like his his seriousness just felt fake almost mm-hmm. and that could have been just been for bad writing and you know not yeah. really him not knowing what kind of character he's really supposed to portray um and you know just kind of going along with you know whatever scene he's in and because mm-hmm. um, like what's the types is a great actor um and and i think overall he did a good job but yeah it, it was like some of it some of times it was a little bit too dramatic or too serious it didn't you just didn't believe it really mm-hmm. yeah it seemed to cut sure. him off at times yeah yeah i felt like the villain was like a very classic like uh 80s to 90s villain totally yeah like yeah. I, I think yeah i think he was for the most part pretty good like you know yeah kind of the young young gun like he's like he's i'd say he's actually probably one of the better villains that we've seen so far in all these movies mm-hmm. um as mm-hmm. far as just like clear motivations um you know reasons to hate him um and you know, he's just, he's, he's just evil. And, yeah. um, and we see that and we see, you know, see kind of his reasons and his desires, um, yeah. as a vampire, you know, and, you know, he, cause he's not, you know, he's not a, you know, a, uh, he's a half, he's a half blood, half breed, you know, he was born human, but became a vampire. He was turned. Um, and then you have like this council of these older, uh, vampires. They're all like natural born vampires and they're kind of controlling this, organization of vampires um this council of them and mm-hmm. and he his desire frost's desire is to to take over and to rule the vampires and then take over the world you know because he hates humans um and he wants to rid the world of humans and, and fill the world with vampires which is something that vampires w- want to desire like they want to take the life of others they want to take the life of the innocent as, as i was saying earlier um and they do that by by taking the blood, um, which, you know, um, you know, it, as scripture, um, as the Bible says, you know, the, the life is in the blood. Um, that's, that's, that's why blood is sacrificed for the forgiveness of sins. That, that's why, um, uh, that, I mean, that's, that's why we, you know, blood is often you know, used in rituals and sacrifices in, in a wicked way. Um, this is why, you know, when, when the people desire to spill the blood of others, you know, they're doing it because they're taking the life of, of another person and they want to spill their blood and take the, and, and, and take the life from them. And we get to vampires. Their desire is to take literally the blood of another and either turn them into a vampire or just suck the life out of them. to so they die and, and, and in order for them to be filled and satisfied, but it's never enough. They always want more. They always want more, and mm-hmm. they're never satisfied until 
they take over the you know from Frost's point until they take over the world, and even then it'll never be enough because once the world's rid of of humans, then whose blood are they gonna they're gonna take? It's just it 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 never ends, you know. Um, even though they 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 thinks it will, thinks it'll end with vampires ruling the world. It's like, well, no, that, that that's not possible actually, <laughs> um, no. because then you will just die off. Anyways, um, which like and man, we could I could talk all day about vampires and like you know the um historic historical significance of them and what we you know see in, in story you know va- the vampire has been around for like uh, well i mean if you go back to Drac- dracula was the first kind of modern day vampire that we know of um that was written in in the late uh, 1800s um by bram stoker which is a great book by the way i've recently read it um but um but even in Dracula, it's like his desire is to learn about humans. It's about he wants and he wants to, you know, take the life from humans in order and, and create more vampires and until they fill fill the world. And um, the, that story, we see Dracula coming from Transla- Transylvania, which is a fictional land, but he's coming to England and he starts, you know, um, you know, infiltrating that um, that country mm-hmm. and um anyways uh so yeah so uh, yeah so that's where kind of what we know is the modern day vampire with you know the garlic uh and silver and um you know, sucking the blood from the neck uh whatnot like all those things all those concepts and ideas come from um some historical um fiction and and some even historical reality which we're not going to get into right now but um but we see that you know played out throughout um well that story that book that was written and they've adapted it they've adapted it into movies and many other movies they um they've made um comedies out of it um you, know, you have you know i know johnny depp did a vampire movie um that was kind of a comedy i think it was dark called dark shadows oh, uh, you yeah. have the hotel the animated movies of hotel transylvania with adam sandler and um mm-hmm. uh, kevin james is uh, uh frankenstein but uh, <laughs> but yeah like and even in that, which those movies are really fun because they actually make kind of a joke out of it. Um, and that like Dracula becomes a celebrity and which is kind of how we've, we, we've seen it, how we, how we view it um, in this day and age. Like these used to be like Dracula was a horror film. Like it was, you know, the mo- like what we think of modern day horror films, like even like a lot of the slasher films, like Halloween and Friday the Thirteenth, uh, or the paranormal side, Paranormal Activity, uh, The Conjuring, Annabelle, all those movies, like th- those are the kind of movies that uh, our culture, you know, goes to see and and they do really well in the box office. But those are like kind of modern day horrors, but like horror movies. You go back mm-hmm. to like the fifties, sixties, and seventies, um, you know, the kind of modern those modern day. The, the modern day horror films then was Dracula um, and the vampire Frankenstein mm-hmm. and whatnot. Um, Frankenstein actually being the, the first modern horror story ever written. Um, and Frankenstein, mm-hmm. Frankenstein and then Dracula comes after that, but uh, kind of getting a little off track here, but cause we, I could talk about this all day, like I said, <laughs> yeah. um, but like, but we don't, <laughs> but this day and age, like we don't think of Dracula as like a, um, something horror horrifying but it, it mm-hmm. is it, it it is someone who 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 uh infects the world who comes in and 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 
you know, by night, um, takes the life of, of others and, and turns them into vampires and whatnot. And, um, and it's what we see in this movie, uh, is, as vampires are kind of taking over the world. Um, and yeah. the whole point of actually, of van- of the vampire is, um, well, if you go back to Bram Stoker, um, the reason that Bram wrote, um, Dracula was because of the, the rise of this, uh, and the, the negative effects of the sexual revolution. Um, it's, mm. you know, it's that desire for sexual pleasure and sexual desire that's never satisfied. People pursue it. They go, run after it. They lust after, um, um, after things and after their, you know, they feed upon their desires and it never satisfies them. They're always left empty uh, when you, when you pursue it outside of the means by which God has ordained and, and chosen, which is marriage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and so with vampires in this movie and, um, and other movies that we see in this day and age, even it's like, that's the point is like, it's a, it's, that desire for sin that never that you feed and that you go after it's never satisfying it never fulfills it leaves you empty in the end and always wanting more but you keep going after it um but the result of it is death mm-hmm. it, it that it the life that you're pursuing actually kills you and it, it, it only ends in death it cannot end in satisfaction it doesn't end in fulfillment and that's what we see with frost it's it, it's never gonna it, it's, it will only end in death this desire mm-hmm. that he's this he wants but he's also that's part of his nature um but he's feeding upon that the, the he's feeding on his desires and, and go and and his thirst but he's never satisfied in the end so, mm-hmm. yeah that's my tangent for sure <laughs> yeah um, i think we could uh kind of yeah. wrap up this episode we can get into uh cgi music score comic accuracy and kind of totally end it there yeah uh so visuals, um, an interesting topic because of of when it came out. Because we're talking about the the late nineties, so, um, and like you said, it's a it's a nineties action movie, um, so we gotta judge it based off of that for sure, right? And um, you can just like this is like you look at it and just screens 90s action movie right yeah i said that a lot of the action was pretty well done for the most part yeah just the c the cgi was rough um yeah the actual cgi like with those with those demon bat things like that was that was rough (laughs) (laughs) but and like that was very early cgi like that like cgi wasn't used much before that or whenever they like would blow up, like the vampires would blow up, they like, get all oh, red yeah, and yeah. puffy. And, 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 <laughs> it's just yeah. like, it's cartoonish. But, yeah. But uh, one thing that's worth noting is that this was a pretty low budget. Like it was like even, mm. um, yeah, I think it was like $40 million budget. So even in today's standards, that's low, but even then it was still pretty low budget. Um, yeah. So that's something worth noting as we consider that. But it, it was definitely rough <laughs> to say yeah. the least. For sure. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, the practicals I thought were great. Um, mm-hmm. Practical effects. I mean, great. They, action was solid. Yeah, good, yeah. Cho- well choreographed. They were definitely heavy with the blood. <laughs> they were. They didn't. Yes. They didn't. They weren't conservative at all with the blood when they used <laughs> real, blood. or uh, when they used uh, 
practical fake blood. Right. They were very, very liberal with it. <laughs> right. Um, yeah. So, I mean, it, for its time, it was what you'd expect, really. Mm-hmm. Um, totally. Yeah. Music, music score. Um, I thought it was pretty, pretty good. Is it was a. I thought it was a little more unique than some of the other movies we've watched. Um, mm-hmm. Just some of the, I don't know, the notes or whatever. the Some of the sounds they made were just very different than some of the other things. I'd say it was, yeah, more of a darker tone. More, yeah. some, some of a horror vibe in some places. Yeah. It wasn't like as, was like, good. yeah, yeah, more horror. It, it wasn't like as, like, cinematic as some of the right. other scores we've heard. This was definitely more of, like, a... Yeah, darker, like, uh, you get, like, some of those blunt, like, sounds and stuff. Right. I'll let you, I don't know much about the comic book accuracy. Mm -hmm. I don't know much about Blade in the comics. Yeah, and, like, maybe this is something that we could say for after hours, but I can touch a little bit on it. Like, this was, you know, probably one of the first uh, race swaps that we see from comics to... um, to live action because he's 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 white in the comics um in fact i I think i've said this before i'm I'm watching the uh one of the original animated spider-man tv shows and uh, the one from the i think it was from the 90s or early 2000s either 90s or early 2000s but anyways Mm -hmm. um i'm going through a whole arc right now where you have morbius and blade um both pretty key characters fighting along spider-man and morbius being a vampire um kind of anti-hero um and blade being a vampire hunter um so but he's you know he's white um but similar he's got a lot, a lot of different gadgets and weapons that he's he's made on his own um and he goes out and hunts vampires um and and so like as you think about like even modern day like you have just so many different race swaps um and gender swaps that you know that they're put they're they're doing in these movies um and most of the time the reason it doesn't work is because, which it doesn't, by the way, like, I think it's like 90% of the time where you, where you're intentionally swapping a character's gender or race, um, you're doing it for the sake of identity politics. You're doing it to, um, to, to be, you know, um, to be more political, well, not politically correct, but like, um, to gain yourself some, you know, some points with uh, mm-hmm. you know modern day culture and usually it doesn't work because their motivation for doing it is because they they want to stand out oh they want to have a, a you know um they want to hit all their quotas all their agendas and everything and it just doesn't it doesn't work because it's not story driven um with blade they just decided to do it and there was nothing in the movie that was like oh he's a black vampire hunter he's a black superhero um you know that wasn't part of the character he was a superhero who was black who um who but who didn't base his identity off of his skin color it was off of who he was as a character and even from the story standpoint they they wrote the character in such a way that it wasn't like oh they're just changing his 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 race because they're trying to you know push an agenda it's like no there there was no agenda it was just a very well done uh superhero movie and the actor happened to be black they did the same thing with samuel jackson as nick fury nick fury Mm -hmm. is supposed to be white um but they brought him brought in Samuel Jackson to play Nick Fury and it, it they didn't um 
now modern day Nick Fury and the more recent projects have been more about his race, which is really problematic. But when they started the character off early MCU, um, they mm-hmm. didn't, it wasn't because they were pushing an agenda. It was just, Oh, this is a great actor who's going to play this character that we're creating in this universe. And, and it fit and it, it, it didn't, it wasn't like, Oh, because he's black. Um, he's a good character. It's like, no, he's a good character because he's a good character. Mm-hmm. And, um, and whatnot so anyways we could go on and on about that um this was done way back in the 90s um but it was done well <laughs> and i think a lot of people can learn a lesson from this um the new blade that we're supposed to be getting with uh Mash- marshall ali i butchered his name mm-hmm. but um the new blade he's you know he's black as well so they, they continue that and that's okay as long as if they don't make it about him being black which sadly they probably will um mm-hmm. Other, other things, there was some, there's some powers that are a little bit um, different um, from the comics to the movie uh, movies. He has a he does he's more like gadget oriented. He has a different like, um, which like, you kind of get a little bit like different gadgets and weapons that he uses throughout the movie. But it's more he more leans on his gadgets and, and weapons in the comics, mm-hmm. which is fine, and less on like action. So, so there's some differences there. Um, I think some of his powers were a little different in the comics, but yeah. But I'd say for the most Pretty part, normal. it was well done. It was well yeah. adapted. Um, yeah, for sure. The 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 blood god or whatever he's from the comics. Um, he's like a villain. I think Fro- Frost is. I'm pretty sure Frost is one of the, one of the main, his main antagonists mm-hmm. in, the, in the comics. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean it was it was fine. Like I think they did a good job adapting the character without forcing an agenda. Yeah, for sure. Just to, to sum that up. Yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah, I did want to plug this in, um, cause this, uh, there was again, as all movies are, I mean, all these superhero movies are, uh, there was some sexualization of women. It wasn't as bad mm-hmm. as some of the other movies, but it was still there. And, right. Uh, but what's interesting I mean, that I noticed yeah, about it ahead. was most of the sexualization came from the villain side. Um, mm, it yeah, was the true. villains that were sexualizing the women. It, it was, or the, w- the female antagonists who were you know, it's kind of being more sexualized, but it was also because of what the vamp, what vampires are. Vampires are, uh, you know, like I said, it's related to, to sexual desire and, and, um, you know, seeking to be pleased and, and, and acting upon your immoral desires and feeding those desires but never being satisfied um so the reason that they did that with the villains is because vamp vampires are more like sexual creatures um just even if you look at just historical stories and whatnot like that's kind of been the point however that you know it it was still not good that they did it so much in this movie from you know from a creating standpoint it's like you you shouldn't sexualize women at all even if it's just from the standpoint of the villains but they did it in such a way where it's like, this isn't good. They made right. it clear, like, this is not something that's glorious. It's not something that's beautiful, even from the story standpoint. Um, yeah. It was just, it was a little bit overdone and not good. <laughs> yeah. Um, and something that was, that we sure. do want to point out and, you know, and say, it's like, no, this is not beautiful. It's not good. It's not how you, how we should view women and so forth. Right. Yeah. And I think uh, the female protagonist, I can't remember. He, we, We've yeah. tried to remember her name. Um, she had a pretty good role in the movie, like overall. I think so, right? Because um, so. she was very, like, she was very feminine. She was very nurturing. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, 
she like throughout like her, one of her main goals in the movie was to try to find a cure sure. for blade to help him because she cared about him and wanted to to help him and i just thought that was, that totally. was pretty cool but yeah anything else you want to you want to say before we get into uh, ranking i don't think so rating i mean that's pretty much it all right yeah. cool um man i've been trying to decide if this was above or below first class what where do you have it mm, i know i wrestled with this one as well um first class was a better story um yeah it i think it did a better job with character arcs and character development however like the sexualization of women in that movie was not um good or well done it, it was because yeah, you know, they tried to glorify it and it was yeah. not worse but you still have some sexualization in this movie um yeah i wrestled i i put it pretty close i i would put it above captain america mm-hmm. first avenger i think so yeah i i i but i i i wrestle with this i think from a story standpoint i'd say first class is better uh-huh yeah i agree so i would put it below i i, I give it like a 6.6 which mm. is close to first avenger um but yeah it's kind of around there yeah i don't know what do you think yeah that's probably good I, I think we gave first class too high of a rating. I think so too. <laughs> <laughs> Which is fine. That was like like what the second or third yeah. movie yeah. we did. Second um, movie. <laughs> yeah. I think yeah. As long as we put it in the order that we like it, it doesn't really matter mm-hmm. what the number is, what the overall True. order in the end is. But yeah, I I I think six point six is good. I think first class because i think we weren't i think when we were when we we got to the ranking we rating we had already like passed like the whole uh like we weren't talking about the sexualization anymore so we weren't putting that into our thought of like what our our rating was so i think that's why it didn't get as lower but i think with the sexualization it should have been more like a 6.7 or something like that Mm. yeah i agree with that which i'm actually gonna just go ahead and change it to that I mean, yeah, we're like, I mean, this is our yeah. podcast. We can do whatever we want. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we have control. Uh, yeah. yeah. I mean, it was, I, like I said, it was our sex, second movie. And so I think it was, yeah. Um, so that, I mean, I think it's fair. For sure. Yeah. Because no, as we're looking through all these, like. 6.6 is good for this one for Blade. Yeah. Because, like, we're about to get into some heavy hitters, especially with X2, yeah. Spider-Man 1 and 2. Um, I can't remember if the first probably... Hulk is any <laughs> but... good, but I feel like it, it was the first actually a Hulk... decent movie. Uh, well, I think it was more the CGI that was just bad. CGI was awful. Uh, but, yeah, but I, yeah, I don't know. I haven't, like, I, I haven't I, seen it in, like, it's since been I was a, a kid. Like I Right. So that'll be, like, almost like watching it for the first time. Right. I think I've seen it somewhat recent like maybe in the last like 10 years but um yeah yeah that would be that one will be interesting we have the other two blade movies coming up real quick right which i've not seen actually i I realized um yeah so we'll we'll see how those are um but yeah and then we'll be working through both the spider-mans and then the fantastic fours and ghost rider yeah we got a lot of good ones coming up. It'll be 
This, totally. Uh, it'll be yeah, it'll be a lot of fun. Yep. All yep. right. Well, so, yeah. I think I think we got this one. Um, yeah. So if you guys uh, want to keep listening to us talk, we you can uh, head over to our Patreon where we we just click end recording Continue and start our next on. recording. Yep. Yep. We'll talk about some of the new stuff in Hollywood too, and and if we have some mini reviews, we'll be doing a lot more of those. So you can look yep. forward to those as well. But thank you for listening. We appreciate your support. And uh, yeah, thank you. Bye. Yep. Thank you. Adios. Bye-bye.